What's up, everybody? Nick the Husband here, and thanks for stopping by. This week's episode is all about tech, Apple, WWDC, and how you can automate your home and not be a millionaire. So stick around. You're sure to learn something. Happy Friday, everyone. Thanks again for uh, joining in. And those of you who have subscribed to the Nick the Husband podcast, we are now available on seven different platforms. So I think Google Play, iTunes, Anchor, Stitcher, Overcast, Podcasts. I mean, you name it. I think it's uh, I think it's out there. So if you are listening and you're enjoying this podcast, shoot me a message. Uh, you can do it through the Anchor app or you can email me now at nickthehusband at gmail.com. Um, and we'd love to hear what you want to hear about. Of course, this podcast is for you guys. Uh, today, we are going to have no guests, but that's okay. We're going to talk about tech. So those of you who do not know, I work in technology. I've worked in technology for about 15 or 16 years now in a bunch of different capacities. Uh, so I've worked in kind of the more uh, technical roles, and I've worked in the more customer service roles, been a little bit all over the place, but uh, as of recently, I've taken a position where I am involved in a lot. And so with that said, um, I'm learning a lot, which is great, um, but I'm also getting a chance to kind of shine on my skill set and be able to help uh, in a different capacity. So um, some things that I wanted to kind of talk about this past week those of you who may or may not have known, is WWDC, the Worldwide Developers Conference. It's held every year about this time of year, and it is very, very cool. Um, so those of you who do not know about it, uh, check it out. Uh, it's an event that usually takes place uh, at Apple's headquarters, and they usually kick off the, the, the event with a keynote presentation. Um, usually they're announcing more software stuff. They're talking about the iOS. They're talking about the Mac OS, and then they're talking about any sort of, um, TV OS and, and watch OS. So all those operating systems that kind of enthrall with inside of your Apple ecosystem. So a lot of people nowadays actually have iPhones. Um, I was actually telling my wife the other day when we were out to dinner, it's actually quite amazing that when you look around in 2018, I would say nine out of 10, if not nine and a half out of 10 people have an iPhone. Um, when you did that maybe back five, six, 10 years ago, it was very rare. And when if someone had an iPhone, you knew a couple things. One, you knew, wow, they like to stay on the bleeding edge and try new products. And number two, they had AT&T <laughs> because back then, the only carrier that you could use for an iPhone back then was AT&T. That, of course, is tongue-in-cheek because you could also jailbreak the device. And so those of you who do not know, but jailbreaking is essentially going into the device and finding the back door and being able to open it up to a little bit more. And there, there's a lot of people that feel very strongly about doing that to the device. They don't want to feel very... Um, What's the word? They don't want to feel very controlled by what is given to them. They want to feel that they have free reign. Um, and those people usually are with an Android. <laughs> so uh, we like to tease those people. If you have an Android, I'm sorry. But I'm a huge Apple guy. Um, been ha around the Apples, uh, especially the iPhones, and since you know they first came out. 
and I had a first generation Apple, Apple 2G, and I actually jailbroke it. Um, and I was running it on the T-Mobile network because I didn't have AT&T. I couldn't get AT&T. Um, and quite frankly, it was just so expensive back then to be able to get your hands on something like that. And it was innovative and it was new. And, and you know, now we fast forward to 2018 and we've got the iPhone 10 and we've got, you know, face recognition. We've got thumbprint recognition. We've got full glass screens, we've got glass bodies, we've got cameras inside these phones that are literally better than digital cameras were 10 years ago, even more five years ago. There was quite this transition that essentially moved you from not having to carry multiple, multiple devices. And so I know I'm getting a little off track, but the Worldwide Developer Conference um, talks about some of that stuff, but they really kind of stay away from talking about hardware. That is usually Apple's announcement towards the end of the year in the fall, around the October time frame, September-October time frame. And so with this, they announced some really cool stuff. Um, iOS 12, which is hard to believe we're already at 12, is going to be coming out. They released the beta for the developers. Um, and if any of you have um, the developers beta access, I would highly recommend downloading it. Um, a good friend of mine and I, we actually took the plunge and downloaded it and got a hold of it on day one, and it is awesome. So those of you who love the things about the iPhones, FaceTime and messages and uh, all of the apps and being able to find my friends and find my iPhone, all of those features are just absolutely awesome, but they're now like enhanced. So FaceTime, not to spill the beans in case you don't know already, uh, you can FaceTime with iOS 12 with 32 different people at the same time. So before we were limited in the fact that we could only FaceTime with another person. They had to have an iPhone or an iPad or a Mac computer, and then you were, could only FaceTime with that one person back and forth. Well, now they've kind of heard the cry, I think, and I think they've also looked at their competitors in the video conferencing, video chat realm and noticed that they're pretty much the only ones at this point that can't FaceTime or cannot video chat with more than just one person. And we're in a, we're in a time where we've got family and friends that are all over the world. So maybe we want to get together and it's a holiday season and we want to be able to feel like all of the family can be there. Well, you don't want to make that so it's just like, okay, let me talk to you for 10, 15 minutes and then I'll hang up and let me call grandma who lives over here and let me call dad over here. Now the whole family can kind of be a part of together. And one more thing that I thought was really, really awesome was voice presence. So essentially what that's going to be is if you have multiple people in the chat, you're going to be able to see the person larger on your screen with the person who is talking. So the FaceTime application can now detect the voice presence and put that person's vo uh, picture and voice to the front of the call whereas the others will just become miniature icons at the bottom. So if you haven't seen that already, if you haven't gone online or seen it in the news or you know follow tech very well, definitely urge you to check that out. It's, it's a really cool feature, and I think that it's going to benefit a lot of people, especially in the business corporate market. I know uh, with us, we have a lot of clients that are Apple-centric, and I think that'll work out really, really well with talking to clients that are a little far away and you don't really uh, have the means to be able to drive there or fly there right away. And you need to get on a conference call with some of maybe their people, some of yours internally. You can you can use it for business in that manner. So uh, they're gonna they're gonna redo FaceTime.
FaceTime or they have read on FaceTime, that you can also kind of put some overlays uh, on your face, which is is kind of neat. I um, I had some arrows and I had some voice bubbles above my head the other night when we were testing it. It still needs a little bit of work, and I think once iOS 12 actually comes out, which I believe is later this summer or fall, probably when they announce the new iPhone, um, and I'm sure all of that will be ironed out, but there is some bugs, and I mean, we have to take that into consideration. It is still just the beta version. Um, and then with uh, iOS 12, another feature that I thought was really, really cool was the new Measure app. So those of you um, who, you know, maybe be in the construction field or say, for instance, you're selling a table on Craigslist or selling a table on Facebook Marketplace and you don't know where the tape measure is or you don't want to go to the garage or maybe you don't have a tape measure, you can now use the measure app, essentially put a point on wherever you want to start from and then a point where you want to end and you can measure things. Uh, we were working with it earlier today and I was measuring some of my coworkers uh, of their height and it is absolutely accurate. Uh, we have a coworker, she's 5'4". I measured her from the tip of her toes to the tip of her head and by golly, it was 5'4". So really, really neat and I'm really excited to see how that can be used in other ways. So keep a lookout for that measure app. I think that's pretty neat. And then the last real big feature that I thought was awesome um, in iOS 12 get ready for it, is the podcasting. Of course, now they're, now they're incorporating podcasting um, into it. They're, they've changed the voice recorder. You can upload easier. I think they're really trying to captivate that voice market. Voice is so huge right now. And so with that said, I'm, I'm really excited about that. I've actually had and downloaded the podcast app just to take care of you know the podcast that I listen to on iTunes. Um, but it's going to be integrated now. So that's going to be really neat. And the voice memo is going to be really easy for people to use and people to get their voice out. So I encourage you, if you're not following um, along with that kind of news, take a look at that. Um, moving on to watch OS, the only real feature that I found useful, and, and to be honest, I don't use my Apple Watch as, as the full potential that it gives me on my wrist. Um, I have a Series 2. Um, I wanted the GPS because I like to run sometimes and I don't want to have to take my phone with me. And so the only real feature that I was excited about was the walkie-talkie feature in Watch, uh, f- uh, Watch OS 5.0. Um, you're going to be able to essentially chirp back and forth to other folks that are on the same OS um, and Series 2 and up uh, watches. So that'll be really neat. We are running the beta as of right now, and it just says coming soon. So that was kind of a letdown. I was really hoping that out of the beta, out of the gate, it was going to be available. But hey, listen, we can't have our cookies and milk at the same time on day one. So it is what it is. It is what it is. Um, and then on uh, the OSX side, so for your Apple laptops, your Apple desktops, Mac OS um, Mojave, uh, which is pretty cool. So they've started moving into the desert. They've moved out of the, the cats, and then they moved out of the uh, mountains, and now they're into the desert. Mojave is bringing some really awesome features. It's bringing the news. It's bringing HomeKit, which I want to talk about towards the end of the podcast. And then I want to uh, mention with Mojave, it has the dark theme. So you can actually have your laptop uh, dark now. So it's not like all the bright colors. It's a very muted gray um, at first I wasn't sure what I was going to think of it. It looked really cool. And then, and then once I got it, I was like, 
wow, this is really awesome. I feel like it's a lot easier on the eyes. It makes the computer just look so rich, uh, even more than it already does. And it just runs so fluently. So I think in the back end, they, Apple did a lot of work and has been working really, really hard on this to get this kind of out and, and really just go after all of the feature sets that people were looking for. But take a look at that as well. And then um, tvOS, it supports um, a higher codec of Dolby Digital now for sound. So all you audiophiles out there with Apple TVs, you'll be able to have that rich audio content. I believe it's 7.2, but don't hold me to that. Um, I'm not a huge audiophile when it comes to uh, TV, so uh, I don't really focus on that. But the big thing, and I want to circle back at, was HomeKit. So HomeKit is something that I would encourage for everyone that has a ton of Apple devices and that has maybe some interest or need even for your home automation. And what I mean by that is how great is it to be able to walk up to your door, have an Apple Watch or your iPhone on, and it automatically unlocks your deadbolt because it seeks your presence or it knows the Bluetooth is, is connected. You walk in the door and say it's nighttime. You have just got back from the gym, you're working out, and it's nighttime and you can't really see and you're holding a couple bags, your gym bag, your work bag, whatever it may be, and you have no lights on. Well, your hands are full, so how great would it be that the it can detect that now you've walked through the door and your door is now unlocked, so let's trigger a light to go off inside your uh, entryway. Well, now your lights are on and you're able to do that and, and you get your bag set down and you get everything going and you notice that it's a little uh, a little warm in the house. Well, maybe you can have it set so, hey, in 15 minutes I want you to cool down the house because you know I've been working out for the last hour and I want the house to be at a certain temperature. And then you walk into the bedroom and you lay all your stuff down and you get your clothes on. Maybe you're getting comfy for the night. And you decide that you know it's, it's ready for the weekend and you're going to curl up with a good book uh, that you might read on paperback or maybe you're reading it on your iPad. And you want to have a cup of coffee. Well, how great would it be to be able to just hit a button on your phone or your iPad that you're reading off of and have the Keurig or have the coffee maker start making you coffee? Guys, home automation is not for the rich anymore, honestly. Um, it used to be something that was only available to, to folks who had an access to a big chunk of change, and it's it's not that way anymore. I have actually started home automating my house as well, and that's kind of what I wanted to kind of end this podcast on today is that and, and one more other item. But with the home automation, it, it is like the world is your oyster. So I have an Apple TV fourth gen. So to start everything off, you have to have a hub. You have to have a central location or a central piece of um, equipment or hardware, um, and that can either be an iPad or that can be a fourth generation Apple TV. And that acts as your centralized hub to set up all of your automation. And then from there, you go into the HomeKit app. It's that little orange home icon on your iPhone or iPad, iPad now rather, or iPad and then uh, on your Mac OS X now. And uh, you, you go in and you start adding all of your HomeKit enabled features. So you've got everything from Philips Hue light bulbs, you got everything from fans, you got um, little plugs where you can plug it into your standard outlet and then you just plug whatever item you want, a lamp, a coffee maker, a toaster, 
a heater, a computer, whatever it may be, and you can control that through essentially Wi-Fi. And then you've got, um, we talked about the light bulbs. I mean, there's just so many thermostats. You can do thermostats and you can do motion sensors and you can do cameras, interior, exterior. You can do garage door openers. I mean, the it's shades, blinds. You can do so many different things. And so I'm actually starting to go through now with our home and with having two, or excuse me, three children, it is, I mean, sometimes there are days where it's like, I just want something to do it for me. And so I have started replacing all the bulbs in our home with Philips Hue. Um, it is a pretty big investment at first, but the return I feel is just absolutely worth it. The ROI is great. Um, so I've started doing the Philips Hue bulbs. They are the smart bulbs, so they can be controlled through Wi-Fi. And I have some colored ones and I have some just regular white ones. And so I've got them strategically placed around the house. So I've got a couple in my office. I've got one in the kids' room. I've got one downstairs in the kitchen. And then I can control all those. I can set scenes. I can set automation all wrapped behind it. And it works awesome. Um, so I've started doing that. I'm eventually going to replace all of the light bulbs and get that done. And then I also have a thermostat. So I'm running an b 3 with a couple sensors. And that gives me the ability to be able to manage my temperature of inside my house, whether I'm heating, cooling, having it off, uh, maybe just blowing the fan, so on and so forth. And then um, we're looking into some more home automation. So my wife works for a well-known fan company. And with that, they offer some Wi-Fi HomeKit-enabled fans. And so we're looking at maybe getting some of those. We're big fans, no pun intended, uh, of ceiling fans in all the bedrooms. So that would be great if I could just lay in bed, roll over to my nightstand, hit a button, and it turns the ceiling fan on the desired speed that I want. Or maybe it turns the light on inside the, the fan if I need to, if I need to see something real quick. So home automation, guys, is just really something that I'd urge you all to take a look at. If you're into tech, even if you're not necessarily into tech, it's very, very easy to set up. Apple makes it very intuitive. You don't have to have a tech degree to be able to get started. And it's really just, like I said before, the world is your oyster. The limit is just of how much you want to spend. Um, you can spend as little as $30 and get a little outlet plug and set it up so, hey, when I go on vacation or I travel for work, I can turn the, the light on or off or I can have a scene set where from 7 p.m. to 1 a.m. my light is on and then it turns off automatically it's really up to you. So we are, um, we're in the process of that and I've been setting it up and this brings me to my next topic. So with the home automation, I have two cameras that I'm running, um, at our house. Um, they are both exterior and I wanted them to be on HomeKit. However, they are not HomeKit enabled. So what that means is Apple has not given their check of approval on the actual item and said, hey, listen, out of the box, it will work with your home kit. And so I had a good friend and colleague of mine spend some time over at my house, and he was able to finagle his ways and get them on my home kit. So if there is items that you have that you would love to incorporate, take a look um, online because there are some backdoor ways to kind of get that into, into HomeKit. So I really appreciated him spending all that time and getting them on because it's very nice now. I have one pane of glass. I open up my HomeKit and I take a look at it and I can see my, my cameras. I can see what's going on in there. I can see the temperature inside my house, the humidity. I can tell if someone is uh, home, if someone is not home by presence. And it's just nice. It's, it's something that... Uh, I've always wanted to do and something that I'm starting to do. So that's good. 
So um, that was kind of a lot, but I know WWDC was really fun this year. Uh, there was a lot of things that we really wanted to talk about. And, you know, I wanted to kind of give an opportunity to kind of get to know me a little bit. Like I said, I work in tech and I've worked in tech for quite some time. So that is a topic from time to time that I want to talk about here on the podcast. I hope you guys have been enjoying the last couple episodes um, that we've rolled out to start this off with. Obviously, we had our conversation with Mark. Um, what a phenomenal guy. I urge you to go back and listen to that. That was episode one. And then last week, we talked with Tutu Sweeney, who is recording, or excuse me, releasing his record, Walking Forward, which is just, I mean, I have that song still stuck in my head, and I've had it for two weeks now. Um, so it's, uh, it's, it's really cool to be able to get to know people, all walks of life, all shapes of life. And, um, I I urge you, if you want to be on the podcast, if you have a story to tell, if you feel that, um, you just want to have some fun and and come on the podcast, I urge you to send me an email. You can reach me at Nick, the husband, that's N I C the husband at gmail.com. Shoot me an email and we can talk about it. And I'd love to probably have you on the show. Uh, it'd be a lot of fun. So, Uh, We're going to wrap this episode up, you guys, uh, this week. It's kind of a short episode. And um, I I thank you again for stopping by to listen to Nick the Husband. I hope you guys have a blast this weekend and enjoying your summer activities as the kids are out of school. And uh, we'll catch you next Friday on Nick the Husband. Stay positive, guys.